0: WrestleMania do without Roman Reigns last year. To, to, to my knowledge, it was the lowest attended WrestleMania of all time. That right there was a very hilarious segment. Part of a very hilarious segment on SmackDown this week. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Sean Wolf's Wrestling Wrap-up. Paul Heyman over there just proved why he is such a cr- evil genius, such an intelligent man. I doubt that that was written for him, like, with the way his mind works. Like, Adam Pearce was trying to force Roman Reigns to defend his WWE Universal title in the Chamber match, just like Drew's doing for Raw. And then Heyman, very intelligently, like a lawyer would do, states that the contract says that Roman has to defend at the Chamber, but not in the Chamber. And then kind of starts mocking him, like, what are you going to do, fire Roman? And and that's when he jumped into that line of the last time Roman Reigns wasn't at a WrestleMania, which was last year during COVID, it had the lowest attendance record of all time because <laughs> no one could be there. I just, yeah, I had to explain it because some people actually won't pick that up. And it's a hilarious joke if you understand it. Uh, very well said. That whole segment there is my number three. Uh, great opening. Roman kind of got in Pierce's face. I like I like the fact that for a change, there's a GM that's actually standing up for what's right instead of just trying to screw over the, the baby face all the time, the face all the time. So I'm liking this, that they show that Pierce actually has some balls. And, and you know, he took a beating from Roman and he's still fucking in the ring, like, you know, standing his ground. And uh, great work. Obviously... Since Roman's turn healed, great promo work from him. Heyman's always fucking firing on all cylinders. Uh, I can't wait for this chamber because everyone's expecting... Okay, well, first, let's look at the combatants. You've got Kevin Owens, Jey Uso, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, Baron Corbin, and Sami Zayn. Now, as much as I love all those talents, a few of them, most of them are kind of guys that are more mid-card level, but some of them are kind of getting elevated. But the the two that I see having the best chances are possibly... At first, I said Kevin Owens. Because I was thinking, Kevin Owens needs a big win after all his losses to Roman. Then, after he's gone through everybody, won his, wanted chamber, got a big victory. He's going to give a hell of, of performance against Roman, but Roman will beat him. And then that'll be the end of that. The other scenario I see... Because everyone's just expecting it to be Edge versus Roman. I mean, I think it will still be that at Mania for the Universal Title. But another route that could go is Cesaro, who's been fucking killing it lately. He's got all the momentum. Beat Daniel Bryan twice. Beat Ziggler in his singles. Made Ziggler tap out to the Sharpshooter like he did to Bryan last week in their tag match this week. And I'm thinking, does Cesaro pull off the win, and then you're expecting him to be like, like to get beat? Because, you know, it's Roman's fresh. And Roman and them are just too cocky. And Cesaro fucking gets his moment at the chamber like Bray Wyatt did a few years ago. And, you know, Cesaro takes that universal title. It's a happy, like, moment. Happy, what do they call it? Happy, I don't know, you know what I mean. Like that happy feeling for for all the fans. And everyone's just like, wow, Cesaro finally got the belt. And, and even if he lost it a month later at Fastlane to Roman, it's like at least he got the belt. And it shows that he could possibly get it back down the road. Because you never know what could happen in the Roman Edge match, even though it makes more sense for Edge to win. But Edge doesn't need it right away. I mean, you know, kind of thing. If he got it, cool. But I, I could honestly see that happening. Or the other option, which kind of is like a a 2B two, two of this whole storyline, is Cesaro does make it to the title match, but he doesn't win due to interference from Seth Rollins, who it's looking like he's going to be feuding with. And that leads me to my number two. Seth Rollins' return. I, re- I enjoyed the fact that he came out to his old Burn It Down theme. That was that was great. Knew the character wasn't going in a different direction when you see him come out with the suit on and the one glove. It's like, oh, fuck, not this shit again. It's slightly better than before. They, they did this before where the whole roster walks out of, on him. They did on Raw a year, year and a half ago. Now they did it again at SmackDown. Didn't really care. The cool part of it was the ending, though. I'll give them that. When Cesaro was still standing there kind of shaking his head and Rollins was like, I knew you'd understand. And then, you know, instead of understanding, Cesaro just started to kind of walk off. Rollins jumped him, fucking beat him down pretty bad, actually. The officials couldn't pull him off to where Daniel Bryan had to come and save his buddy and, and you know, knock knock Rollins to the, to the ground and push him off. I think that'll lead to Bryan facing Rollins at... More than likely at Fastlane, with I'm hoping with Rollins getting the win, Brian, you know, puts him over, and then we get Cesaro versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. I think that would be a phenomenal match. Probably could even be a show stealer. I'm hoping that's the route they go. Uh, obviously, one of the three things, three options I presented will be what'll happen. But I mean, it's easy to pick three scenarios. If I was to just pick a scenario and not go ah, fuck, I feel like the odds lead towards KO winning, but I'm going to pick Cesaro winning it all, winning the Chamber and the title. I'm going to go against the grain and go for what would be a cool moment instead of what'll probably be the obvious booking. But aside, since they have been booking the Roman Reigns storyline really good, you know, you never know. They could they could go this the route that I said and go that Cesaro winning the title route and losing it back. But then I, then at that end, I wouldn't think that Roman's then going to again lose the title to Edge at WrestleMania. If that ended up happening, I would be betting on the uh, tribal chief, the head of the table, to defeat Edge at WrestleMania and carry on until eventually he's in a confrontation. Probably it's possibly it's SummerSlam with someone like Brock Lesnar, for all we know, or Drew McIntyre, if he drops the title at the chamber or even at WrestleMania. You know, Drew hasn't got that win over Roman. He hadn't beat at Survivor Series last year in an incredible match, and then Roman got the win due to help from Jey Uso. So, I mean, that's... There's a lot of possible guys who could be the ones to finally topple Roman for good, but I think the guys that it would be would make more sense to be someone like... Nah, I think Brock would put him over. It would have to be someone like a Drew McIntyre. Edge, if Cesar doesn't doesn't win the title from him, even briefly, at the chamber. So we'll see where that goes. A few quick notes before I get to my number one. I like the fact that Biggie and Nak- Nakamura came out, and you know at least guy was was in a title match. But then with Sam- then Sammy got involved. I'm sorry, Apollo uh, Cruz got involved. Uh, Apollo's the guy that I want to see as IC champion, but I think Biggie's going to hold on to it for a while, and I think he's even going to retain at WrestleMania because he needs that kind of Mania, a singles moment for his push to carry on. Uh, I'm hoping Nakamura was just thrown into this. The reason I didn't mind is he's just thrown in this for now and he's not going to be the one to take the fall because he will eventually get a universal title match against Roman Reigns. Maybe that could be the fast lane match if Roman retains in the chamber and then Roman goes over him or even Nakamura would be a perfect opponent for SummerSlam. I just hope like Nakamura coming back as a good guy and, get, good guy and getting his push leads to him at, at least getting a universal title match. I'd love to see him as world champion between now and next year's WrestleMania. I mean, if, if they need some time to build him, because there's so many other talents they got to push, I understand. I'm just hoping in the, within a year's time, a year and a little bit, that he is a world champion, because that guy certainly fucking deserves it. I thought Liv Morgan was very impressive in her match with Bailey. I I think this is the best arsenal that she's ever had. I've just tweeted her that today, actually. I think it's the best match that that I've seen her in personally. Uh, loved all all her high flying moves. She, it's very on point. Nothing looked botchy or Rehearsed like some of her matches when she, it looks like her opponents trying to help her out with stuff So I thought this was done a lot better uh, I enjoyed I thought the way Bailey won was great the referees not looking due to a distraction because of Ruby Wright arguing with Billy K on the outside Bailey has really fucking Got into her heel roll well, I think it fits her great She did the uh, you know raking of the eyes and then hit hit the rose petal or what's it called? The Rose Plant. Ah, it came to me before I had to Google it. Okay, yeah. And she hit the Rose Plant for the win. You know, I, Bailey's that type of talent that lo- losses won't affect her now, but it's, you know, she's got to rack up wins against kind of the mid-card talents till they're ready for their, their, their proper push. Street Profits had a decent tag match against Otis and Chad Gable. I swear Montez Ford has the best frog splash in the business right now. I don't care what company you're in. Love his work. Street Profits are very charismatic probably the best tag team in WWE at the moment until the Usos return, like meaning until Jimmy returns. At WrestleMania, I am really hoping that somehow we get the Street Profits versus the Usos. Like, that's the tag match I want to see. That's the match I think could steal the show and be the best tag match we've had in a long time. Uh, The Sasha segment with Bianca was cool. They're kind of just, you know, one-upping each other in terms of, like, I'm not scared of you. You're not scared of me. I'm the best. No, I'm the best. I'm the baddest. No, I'm, you know, I'm liking their interaction. I'm looking forward to that match. If it happens at WrestleMania, things I don't look forward to though, Sasha Banks' promos sounds like she's got a bunch of mothballs in her mouth. She's obviously got some like, like teeth work done or something done because like she just sounds really awkward now. Her promos were never good. They sound even worse now. That stupid laugh she does is just cringe worthy. I don't know if that's freaking creative or her. If it's her it's like you got to be really stupid to think that that's like entertaining or makes people want to cheer you as a face. Like luckily enough she's really good in the ring and has a, a a fantastic theme song and entrance. So you know that keeps her afloat and that's what really counts but I guess when you call yourself the boss you got to give your promos. I just wish it, wish it was a little shorter and she didn't try as hard. The I feel like when I've seen her in interviews on the network, just regular interviews, she comes across more genuine and and she could still talk cocky and confident like that. I I just think in her character, her voice just doesn't doesn't resonate with me. I just I, I can't enjoy it. Bianca, she's great. I think she's pretty much come into her own in a short period of time. Great with her promos, very charismatic on her in her entrance and the way she presents herself. Great in the ring, credible because she's strong as hell and fast as hell. She really is the EST, so I look forward to seeing her hopefully win the title at WrestleMania. I enjoyed the fact that they they cracked jokes about Nia Jax falling on her ass on Raw and yelling out my hole. That was pretty funny. Uh, Nia's being a good sport. I'll give her that much. This whole thing is really taken off. I, I'm sure Vince is cracking up backstage. Probably won't be too long before there's some kind of shirt with Nia and a funny face, and then like my hole like written on the shirt, but like you know, kind of like blocked out, like kind of bleeped out in a way, like the H, and then you'll have the O L will be like. I don't know, a number sign or a dollar sign, and then you got the L, uh, whatever, you know? The the O and the L, and then the E, it's just the E. But they'll figure out something like that. There's no way they're not going to market it on this in some way, because there'll always be some, uh, I've got to choose my words, some dumb fan, who's <laughs> stupid fan, who's just going to buy ridiculous shirts like that. Either way, you know, if you can sell to those people, you might as well do it. You know, it's a, it's a business, got to make your money, so power to that. My number one for the week was the uh, tag team match where Cesaro and Daniel Bryan defeated the SmackDown tag team champions Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode to qualify for the Elimination Chamber. I'm loving the role that Cesaro's on, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, He got the submission on Ziggler with the sharpshooter, and then everyone from the Chamber pretty much got involved. Corbin and Sami had already made their way to ringside midway, a brawl starts, and then uh, I kind of actually forgot about Kevin Owens. I didn't expect him to be here this week. So I thought it was cool when his music hit and he came down. And then in stone cold fashion, he just started fucking stunnering everybody. So I, I love the ending to that. I, I liked how, you know, he's stunnering everybody and not just going after the heels. Because it's pretty much every man for themselves when it comes to the chamber match and the universal title. And uh, Cesaro just keeping on with his winning ways. So I thought that was a great ending to the show. Great tag team main event. You guys already know what I think about the AEW main event. Uh, chat, the other big tag match on... It's been tag team week. And then the other big tag team match main event on NXT. Good match. champ took the fall as he should. should Didn't make him look weak, but uh, you know. <laughs> I am always a little hesitant when that happens. With like cheering it on. Uh, So yeah, I'd also have to give this my match of the week. Oh, wait a minute. You know what? I'm sorry I take that back. I realize when there is a pay-per-view, which adds on an extra day of that I have to do a report, which I'm going to do later tonight for NXT TakeOver uh, Vengeance, I realize, yeah, I can't give my match of the week. Well, I guess if there was no pay-per-view now, you know my match of the week would have been Cesaro and Daniel Bryan defeating Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. The tag team champions of SmackDown, the Dirty Dogs. Uh, I mean, hey, it could still end up being my my winner of the week, but I doubt it. NXT always delivers when it comes to their takeovers. So later on tonight, by midnight, I'm going to give my review on that show as well as my top three for that. Actually, you know what? I think with pay-per-views, I usually do a top five. I did it with the Rumble, so I'm going to do it also with all the pay-per-views, so takeovers. And then uh after I'm done that I'm gonna give my match of the week. Alright. Which will probably be the number one. So you'll you know, two for the price of one. Anyway, enjoy your day, enjoy family day tomorrow, and hope you guys enjoy NXT Takeover tonight. Later.